glasses last night too. Did are those reading glasses? Well, these are my old ones. Okay. But I can't read anything without glasses, so. So um, I, I, I you know, are we recording? Yeah, we are. Okay. All right. I, as long as the red thing's on. Okay. Every once in a while, I'll check it, and and I, I actually welcome uh, interruptions. So like, if somebody comes to the door, yeah, if you go to the okay. bathroom, whatever, just. Uh, I'm not wearing this in the bathroom. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I've almost done that before. Like during an interview, they took a break, and I go, I go to go to the bathroom. Oh, I better take the mic off. Yeah. <laughs> do you um, do, do they get interv- do they get uh, do they get documentaries right? You were there. Do they get documentaries right? Of skating back then. Um, if it's done by a skater, yes, or somebody in the know, say. Mm-hmm. Like a Stacy Peralta or, mm-hmm. you know, a Greg Hunt or Ty Evans or somebody like I mean, they're, those guys are newer mm-hmm. than Stacy, but yeah, but I've seen some kind of whatever, you know, uh, documentaries. I can't think of anything. No, I wouldn't say to name anything, but I just wonder because you know you were there, you know, at a skate park back in the day, and you might have seen the way things were, how people were, and then. Maybe you'll see a documentary come out and you think, wow, that, that was, that's not how I, how I remember it. Yeah. Well, even, even Stacy's documentary, I mean, there's a lot going on down here at the time, too. Mm-hmm. You know, just nobody has ever, I mean, Stacy's a great filmmaker, mm-hmm. and, uh, and nobody from down here is, they've talked about doing something about San Diego. Right. And they just never have gotten it together. Was that yeah. the original skate park? Was it Carlsbad? Um, the original Sparks was the first skate park, okay. as far as I know. Okay. And then I worked at Del Mar a few years later. Right. So. What year was that? I worked there from 78 to 84. They were okay. open from 78 to 87. Okay. So I worked there for six years. And did you do everything? Because I worked at Skatopia. Mm-hmm. So did you do everything like the snack bar? Is that the... where you know Bill from? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 No, we worked at the snack bar. You know, when I started there, I started the second day they opened Del Mar. Mm. Wally Inouye lived next door to me, and he got me a job there. Oh. Well, it was him and Stropel and Eddie Economy. I was kind of hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. Wally and I were surfing together a lot. Mm-hmm. And, but th- they lived right next door in my friend's house. They were renting. And he showed up on my, it would have been my 20, uh, what year? my 23rd birthday mm-hmm. and uh, and brought a caster skateboard for me for what, my birthday. Which one, the, the, the Wally one or the No, it wasn't. It was just a kind of a, I don't think it was a Wally one. Mm. I don't know. I don't have it. Because he had that I killer had stingray yeah. tail on his. And yeah, still, he had the, the stinger wide. tail yeah. was, I think, later. Okay. Seven, later than 78, maybe. Maybe a year later. I don't know. Right. But I know it wasn't a stinger. And uh, and then he goes, hey, we're I'm helping design this uh, this skate park in Del Mar. Would you want to get a job there? And I was like, yeah, sure, because I had worked at a surf shop in Del Mar, okay. the Del Mar surf shop, this little hole in the wall yeah. place. And uh, so he got me a job there, and I, I went in. I went in the first day. I came back from a surf trip in Mexico, and I was just blood my eyes were bloodshot yeah. and and i got sent home the first day because uh the manager thought i was stoned <laughs> and i wasn't and and then so i started on the second day he he didn't tell me for like yeah. probably another year when we became friends and stuff so he that was, was that was the reason why they... yeah, yeah that he sent me home <laughs> the first day 
So yeah, we were like sweeping out bulls and renting yep. out gear, and that's when skateboarding was just going off. Right. You know, you'd have a hundred people skating in the park. Right. And then totally. there'd be like ten of us working. You know, that right. day. Huge staff. Yeah, huge yeah. staff, and then um, the next, like within a year, it just started to die. And right. And even what at year the, was that? It's like eighty. Yeah, probably eighty. Yeah. Was when it really. Yeah, probably 80. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when skating boarding just died mm -hmm. and they kept it open. I mean, what else are they going to do with that land? Right. And then uh, it made it all the way to 87. And I picked up photography while I was working there. Mm. Like, um, I started in August and February, I shot my first photo. I borrowed my roommate's Where camera. Was what was it? Remember the camera? Uh, Canon 81. Oh, yeah. cool. And then he had to load the film for me. Sure. I go, what are you doing? He goes, just match. I think you want to shoot like 500th of a second. He hadn't really, he knew a little bit about wow, photography. That's pretty good speed for him. Yeah, yeah, 500th of a second, and then just match the exposure needle and make sure the sun's behind you. And I shot Kyle Jensen was the first really? person I ever shot. Yeah. Wow. And I got two good shots that were in focus. Right. And I, I actually have one, I show, show the, the one in my, in my uh, slideshow. And oh, this is my first photo. That's cool. And, Wow. And then I sent him in, and I got him back, and I had no money in those days. Mm -hmm. So I started spending all my money on film and then realized that black and white was cheaper than color. Right. And, but then I had all these negatives, and you know, I was mm -hmm. looking at them up against the sun, and <laughs> I didn't have a loop or, no. You know, no, why would or you? anything. And yeah. then I remember the first time I think I ever printed color photos was color Xerox. Because wow. you could go down and get them for... Like a dollar each, or right, which you know, was a lot of money. Yeah, which yeah. you know, when you're just a guy working at a skate, mm -hmm. you know, place and mm -hmm. the color Xerox had to be what mid '80s or when was that color? No, it was it was earlier than that. It, it was, was early '80s. Yeah, because okay. I have some color Xerox from, I think. Right. You know, no. I get years like yeah, me too. You know, I get decades mixed up. Yeah, I have to think what I was doing or if I had a mustache or whatever. <laughs> You know? I, I saw a picture of you. I love it. Uh, you have really long hair, and maybe you had a mustache mm -hmm. in it, and you just had this really harsh look on your face. You know, like yeah. That's when I woke up in the morning, and I had bought, um, I think I bought a camera for a dollar, an old rangefinder. Really? This is before I got into photography. Okay. That was shot in the 70s, and I think I shot one roll, mm -hmm. and then I never used the camera again. Seven I don't know what happened to it. Wow. I don't even know what remember what kind of camera it was, but I shot cool. a self-portrait of me right when I woke up in the morning. It's so sharp that shot. Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah, it's like weird because wow. I knew nothing about photography. So you you may have invented the selfie, possibly. Yeah, and and the um, and the selfie stick too. <laughs> well, with the Chris Miller, you know, the pole cam photo. But the, oh right. But a surf photographer did it first. Really? You know? Is that right? Yeah, but I used a pole cam. Yeah, I made a pole cam, and Chris Miller. He, he and I have a fight over who shot, who's thought of it first, because we were both surfers. Chris, I'll give it to Chris. It was, it yeah. was, it was his idea, because he's pretty creative, you know. But that's cool. So now, when you shot that first shot, or that first roll on that eighty-one, you know, did it was Kodachrome sixty-four. It was. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so was that it? You were just hooked. Did you have any experience with photography before that? No. Uh. Uh. No. No, I was an art major in school. Okay. That's and that helped me with the composition and stuff like that, you know. Okay. But 
I was just kind of shooting for a couple of years there. I was just shooting haphazardly mm-hmm. and uh, didn't know what was going on, you know, didn't know f-stops and shutter speeds. Mm-hmm. And, sure. and I'm, 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 I'm uh, kind of hands-on. I got to see it in mm-hmm. person. I can't read about it. Mm-hmm. I can't, couldn't figure out how f-stops and shutter speeds mm-hmm. worked. And then <clears throat> Sonny Miller... He was a friend of mine and ended up as my roommate okay. after I got into photography. Um, we, uh, one day, you know, I went to Palomar. I was in the art department. He was in the photo department. And he asked me if I wanted to go and bring some negatives in and we'd print some stuff. Okay. So the next day I brought negatives into the, the um, dark room and printed them. And I remember, I can't remember which image it was, but... When it came up in the developer, I right. just went, holy shit. I mean, that blew me away. That you know, you? Because it was art, it was you know, technology, it was, you know, just, it was alchemy, it was everything. It was like magic to I me. Know. It was seriously, I, I think every photographer set that's worked in a dark room yeah. has the same experience. Right. It just, it's yeah. mind-blowing. No, I know. And in the 1800s, when they were inventing everything, it was like, right. it must have just, like, you know, been it had um, to be like they were wizards or something well it was like yeah it was like wizards and it was like the space race trying to make because they made photographic images earlier but they couldn't yes they would get fogged yes. you know they That's didn't right. know about you know fixer but where did it start and, was it uh, in was it the french in france yeah. yeah yeah he was first and this, i've seen that picture yeah, it's uh nips i right. think was the first one i think so i think yeah, yeah. not a great picture no, it's like a side of a building or something, you know. But for, it's kind of strange to know that at, that at that time they made a picture. I mean, yeah. You know. Well, and it goes back to you know camera obscuras and stuff True. that they used for drawing and and things like that. But That's right. Yeah, that that day at Palomar College, I was just like, holy shit! And I changed my major the next day. I took dropped all my art classes and started to, took three photography wow. classes. Wow. Took a color slide class, yeah. an elementary black and white. Yeah. And uh, a, um, a contemporary photo trends, which was twentieth cool. century photography. You were nuts to take three art classes. My God, it must have been just horrifying. Yeah, I wanted to be an artist, but yeah. then I was I was really um, I was okay at it, but mm-hmm. I, being a commercial artist artist is so hard, and mm-hmm. especially back in those days, I did a couple of business cards and. Or people, you know, I'd do a drawing and people wouldn't pay you for it. And, oh, you had a good time doing it, you know. (laughs) You know, so this was so immediate. And, you know, back then, which is fast, you could, I could take a photo in the morning and I'd have a print by the afternoon. Right. You know. Right. Now it's in seconds. What do you think about that? Because I I got into, I took a class recently. It was an advanced photo class and the professor wanted me to shoot some four by five. He wanted me to shoot a lot of it. I was really against it. Ah, it's so expensive. And what am I going to shoot? You know. So I did it. I just I did it. And then I got hooked on it. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and I and I had shot it before, but never really liked it as much as I did this time. And and um, you know everything processing the stuff and printing it, shooting it, and a gigantic four by five, like a Calumet, like a yeah, you know, not some small little you know field camera, but a big yeah. huge one. Um, I loved how it slowed me down. Yeah. And I look I looked at it even changed my digital approach because um I feel like the digital stuff sort of pushes us around a bit. Yeah, uh, well, just film in general. 
um, slows you down and makes you think. You know, mm -hmm. I'll put a roll of black and white in my Leica and it'll be in there for a month, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll pull it out and I've got, I've got, I've got a camera I'm a hoarder, kind of, and people give me old cameras. And, I get a lot of those. Too. You know, I probably have four cameras that have film in them, and uh -huh. they've had film in them for months, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'll get, you know, the hankering to shoot, you know, with a certain camera, and then I'll go out and shoot a few frames. Like, mm -hmm. my aunt gave me a, um, an F, FE Nikon. Mm -hmm. She found, wow. you know, she was telling me, this is at Christmas time. She goes, yeah, I got this camera at this thrift store. I'm not sure if it works. And, right. and I'm not sure if it's good. And I'm expecting some piece of crap. Yeah. And then she gives me this Nikon FE. Nice. And I'm like, what? And, I, and then I like sat down and I like found out the shutter was working. Wow. And then I stuck a, and then I could do double exposures with it. It's got oh, the little the button. Lever, button on it. Uh -huh. So you can do double exposures. So I'm only shooting double exposures on oh. it. And when people come over, I'll shoot a double exposure oh, cool. of them. But no, just, you know, slowing everything down and yeah. like, well, with kids, I work with a lot of kids okay. and, you know, mentoring or school. I sit on a couple of boards at high schools and, and at Palomar College, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, they want to get into photography and they go, what kind of camera should I get? And they expect you to tell them, you know, the most expensive. Yes. You know, you need a Canon, you know, or a Canon 5D Mark IV yeah. or something. And yeah. and you have a few thousand dollars to spend, mm -hmm. you know. But I go, I would go to a camera store and buy a used camera or look online and or KEH or somebody yep. and get a used film camera yep. and take a darkroom class. And darkroom teaches you so much about light and how mm -hmm. film and light work together. And how and so? Just that... Um, just that uh, you can shoot, a, you can push your film, yep. and you get a, you know, it changes the contrast yeah, or changes the grain, yeah. and mm -hmm. you really get to know about. We called it ASA, you know, but ISO mm -hmm. and and uh, mm -hmm. and the sensitivity of film and what right. films work well. Back then, I mm -hmm. shot so many different kinds of film. We had right. Panatomic X and Plus X and right. Tech Pan and just all these crazy and mm -hmm. recording film and right. and I was just trying everything and right. then T-Max you know 3200 T-Max yeah. I was addicted to that for a while <laughs> you know and with uh, flash sequences it was unreal because right. your flash would recycle fast enough right. to do sequences and but you just it is that slowing down thing and you, and you think you have to make every shot count you can't just mm -hmm. And, and it's kind of good that it's so expensive now and getting it developed it mm -hmm. is so expensive because it makes you think about, you know, like, True. let's take our time mm -hmm. and what is this going to do and, and to pre-visualize, you True. know, that's the main thing. I tell, I've taught classes and I tell everybody, you know, to pre-visualize what it's going to look like, mm -hmm. you know, look at the light, right. you know, look at the background, you know, let's mm -hmm. simplify it, get it down to the... The most basic, you know, less is more right. um, approach, and you know, with digital now, it's just like boom, 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 Spray boom, and, and I'll fix it in post. It's made me lazy, you know, mm -hmm. where I go, oh well, mm -hmm. I'll fix it in post. Mm -hmm. Back in the film days, we'd be in the studio, you'd set up something. It would take hours to set, yeah. say, a product shot up, yeah. and then get it just right. And if it sometimes you know, get rid of any right. shiny surfaces and yes. things like that. Dolan so. sprays. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Do you so think, it's so yeah. much quicker now. And, and yeah. so like if you and I were at a contest and we were shooting pictures on digital cameras, um, you know, we could, you know, conceivably edit those pictures and put them online that night. Mm -hmm. And, um, but if we were doing it with the film cameras, then of course, maybe we could process, if they're black and white, we could process them right there in your sink with a couple of mm -hmm. chemicals and yeah. maybe a dark bag. You could. Do you think there's any advantage to, to seeing photos later, like with your four cameras, you're gonna see stuff and sort of discover it months later or however longer later. Do you think there's an advantage of seeing images that way as opposed to like just having 400 images that you have to deal with like within minutes of you, you just, because you, you're really close to that Encinitas and I, I shoot that exposure thing and you could just shoot that thing and come over here and. Oh, Pood Spark, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can have, I could shoot, I could run over there, mm -hmm. shoot something in a half an hour, mm -hmm. get it done, yep. come home, put it on my computer, mm -hmm. email it to, you know, a client or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, would the quality I, of that product be different or would you select the photos differently than if you were shooting film um, because of the time difference? Well, hmm, I don't know. With the film, you still got to get it scanned, and so it's it's going to be slow. Right. The only time I shoot film is when I don't, when I'm shooting probably landscapes. Okay. And you know, on a on a trip or I go to Zion, or mm -hmm. Death Valley or someplace, mm -hmm. I'm going to shoot film. Mm -hmm. you know? Why is that? Um, just because it's a special trip. When I go on vacation, I, I shoot film. Right. When I'm working, I'm shooting digital because you need stuff fast or yeah. you've got a, a sketchy lighting situation. You know, I can shoot a day like today day where it's gray. Yeah. I can, I, I used to hate right. shooting film on days like today. With yeah. digital, I convert it to black and white, add a little grain. It looks like, you know, <laughs> like Tri-X, you know. So <laughs> I actually like it and I don't have to use a flash. True. You know, I underexpose a little bit and then open up in Photoshop. And mm -hmm. it's just, I'm not anti, I've never been anti-digital. Mm -hmm. And a lot of older dudes uh, mm -hmm. kind of shot themselves in the foot yeah. for, yeah. you know, for being anti-digital. And to me, I mean, Ansel Adams shot color. He shot Polaroid, you no, know. I mean, if he were like, he wasn't be, resistant. Yeah, he would shoot digital. He Absolutely. would be shooting on a phone. Absolutely. You know, yep. it's just another tool in the toolbox. Right. And, right. And so I, I, because I was one of the older, you know, skate photographers, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the late '90s when digital was coming in, mm -hmm. um, I didn't want to be that old curmudgeon, you mm -hmm. know, that was just like. You know, Sticking to your yeah, just uh -huh. and there were dudes like no, that. No, for sure. And I the know, I've surf industry, had... the surf industry yeah. was really bad about it. Okay, just being anti-digital, mm -hmm. and you know, and then later on, they're anti-social media, and mm -hmm. it's like, so how do you make a living? Right, I gotta make a living. Right, I'm gonna be a photographer till the day I die. Right, and and you know, you gotta be open to stuff, or you're gonna be left behind. It is strange that photographers wouldn't embrace technology being that technology is such an integral part of photography mm -hmm. and like you said you were an art guy art major and you took some shots and all of a sudden you switched your major yeah i mean so obviously something about that gadget well i was think i was um let's see 79 i was i was 23 right 
my birthday's in July, so I started in February, so I was 23. Yeah. And I was kind of starting to go, what am I going to do, you know? <laughs> okay. And then when I hit 25, yeah. I just went, I had a, like a 25-year-old a quarter, Mid-life quarter, crisis. yeah, a quarter <laughs> life crisis. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah, I just kind of freaked out, and that's <laughs> when I got into photography. And even when I got into photography, I wasn't doing it for to figure out how to make a living. Okay. I was doing it because I loved doing it. Right. And it was a way to do art and it was fast. True. You know? And um and I was good I turned out to be good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean I was good in college and mm-hmm. and uh and I was open to a lot of things and hanging mm-hmm. out with people that I never hung out with. Mm-hmm. In college, you know Why is that what is that who like who would that be? Just people that weren't surfer skaters. You know, I was hanging out with other people. Artsy people. Because there's little cliques at, at college. Yeah. You know, you got your Ansel Adams people and your, yeah. your uh, you know, people that only shoot abstracts and yes. people that, you know, there was some weird stuff going on. And mm-hmm. and so, and you're going, you get into a full photo that is true. photographer's clique, That's true. you know. Yeah. I never hung out with photographers before. No, right. You right. know. Right. And now a lot of my friends are photographers. Mm. You know, you were at a party or something and there's like, you know, eight of us standing around in a circle and somebody comes up and stands in our circle and then after a couple of minutes they leave <laughs> because we were talking, we were nerding out on right. photography or film or, or lighting or something. Yeah. You know, they don't get it, Yeah, you know? Yeah. You know, lighting's a great subject. I, um, I didn't get into lighting stuff, skateboarding, until um, I mean, I've only been shooting skateboarding for a short time compared to you. I shot it back in '78, but mm-hmm. for a very short time. I like I bought a, a Nikor a Nichromat from somebody mm-hmm. at Skatopia, and uh, you know he just like needed money, and I had money because I was a kid. I I worked outside of this paycheck, and I bought it, and it was had like a wide lens and a fifty in there, and I shot maybe I mean I honestly shot maybe ten rolls of Skatopia, which was just stupid. I mean like. People like Peralta were there, and yeah. Hawk used to come down. Uh, at one time, it was a bit of a mecca, Skatopia, you know. And um, but when I got back into it in, the, in 2000, um, you know, lighting was a, was sort of a challenge. Zimmerman helped me a bit uh, on on lighting on tricks. Back then, it was actually no, it was actually um, in, in 2000. Oh, okay, then. yeah. But I looked at all your guys' work from back in the day, and I was thinking, how do they do that? I mean, you obviously had sinking problems. Yeah, until the FM2 came out, mm-hmm. and that's the Nikon FM2 changed everything for mm-hmm. us. How so? Um, just because you had 250 flash flash sync, right. you could shoot flash during the day, and you could shoot into the sun. Stop down the sun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and then when. You know, then we started using slave units, and then radio slaves. After that, at first it was optical slaves. Yes. And, oh, really? Optical. Oh, right, right. Yeah, okay. like wean slaves, exists. and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um, and we just let's see. First, I was shooting flash on top of the camera. You know, I think right. my first flash was a Kmart flash mm-hmm. called Focal. I think. Yes, I remember that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and. It was terrible. And then I didn't know how <laughs> to shoot flash. Terrible in a flash. bad way or a good way? <laughs> eh, it was bad. In a bad way. Yeah. And, uh, and then I remember asking, Jim Goodrich was, I couldn't ask. You know, in 79, yeah. 
and 80, the photographers were starting to leave skateboarding and they were going over, they all worked for a surfer or whoever, and they were going over to surfing and moto and BMX and everything because skating was dying. Everybody was like, they weren't, they weren't skaters really. They were Mm -hmm. just, you know, photographers kind of. And, uh, and I came out of being a skater and a surfer and, uh, so I started shooting flash on the camera, and then Jim Goodrich, mm-hmm. I would ask him. I was afraid to ask anybody else. I'd kind of stand and kind of sure. look over their shoulder. You why, know. why was that? Why were you afraid? Because I was shy. Yeah. You know? And, and I think people were pretty protective back then, too, mm-hmm. you know, of you know, their secrets. Some photographers and, are still protective. Yeah, they're protective. Yeah. And I don't blame people for being protective these days because it's just it's gotten so competitive, you know, like a lot of people have lost their livelihoods because, because of digital and because of magazines going bye-bye and, and, uh, but back then, you know, I didn't, I was, I became friends because Jim Goodrich was, would come in and I would ask him, so why are you shooting flash during, how are you shooting flash during the day? Like there's not enough light. I didn't know about fill flash and things like that. And then he told me, and then, so I got a flash and then, um, then I got a better flash. I got a, like a Vivitar, like three, 385 or whatever they were. What were they? 285, 283. I remember that flash. Yeah. Some of those are probably still running. Yeah. No, they're good. (laughs) They make good slave units, you know, really? Yeah. When you need a cheap flash. And then, you know, I started shooting and then, um, I, I look at a lot of photos right now because I'm working on a book, but um, oh, cool. um, when I didn't know about flash and I'm trying to shoot flash, I can tell by my photos, yeah, I'm trying to shoot flash during the day, you know? <laughs> Why is that? What do you see? Well, you see half frames, you know, okay. that are like dark on one side because of the, 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 the shutter the curtain. Shutter curtain, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, but, and then there's just that straight on flash that looks pretty ugly, you know? Right. It's, Which actually, it's a style. Well, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even in fashion and stuff, mm-hmm. it's a style. And, it's a style, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I just then we started using longer cords, PC cords, right. to get the flash off the camera. I figured that to get it away from the camera. Yeah, get it away from the camera, yeah. and and then I started shooting all off camera flash because, mm-hmm. and I'd only have one flash, you know. And then I started slowing down the shutter speeds to get, mm-hmm. you know, some motion blur and mm-hmm. and. Uh, and then I started, when the slave units came out, mm-hmm. I started using, you know, two slaves. Yeah. And, and So now you have more uh, light hitting. Yeah. 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 So I'd have a, a flash on a cord, mm-hmm. and then I'd, I'd stick one, you know, back in the 80s, it was notorious for putting a flash in the background that you can see it going off, you right. know. So, so, so it's rimming them. Yeah. yeah. And then it got uncool to do that. We were like... Well, movies, you don't see the lighting. You don't see the microphone. Okay. And so we started okay. getting to where we wanted to hide the flashes okay. and just light the scene more like studio. Right. And then I took studio classes at Palomar. Mm. I was still in photo. This is early 80s, like 81 to 83. Mm-hmm. And I took studio classes mm-hmm. and portraiture classes. And then I just took that out into the environment. And, right. Which is what and, it is. Yeah. And then our light got a lot more... Um, uh, technical and and uh so a little more sophisticated a little more stealthy sophisticated is perfect Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and and then it's hard now it's easy to do at the skate park but when street skating came in Mm -hmm. and you're trying to get a shot of somebody you know on a Mm -hmm. rail or whatever Mm -hmm. and the cops are on the way you can't have gigantic 
lights. So yeah, yeah, you were, we're traveling, and you got them. a travel light, you know, and right. it became where it was sun packs, mm -hmm. you know, a potato masher style, you know, the mm -hmm. um, 522s and 544s. And what kind of sync could you get on one of those? Well, it would be 250 yeah. was the, okay. the fastest, you know, okay. cameras, unless, well, then later... Mm -hmm. Everybody started shooting Hasselblads. Atiba Jefferson. The leaf shutter could. Yeah, because yeah. we were shooting five hundredth of a second with yeah. a leaf shutter. Yeah. Now I'm shooting. I've got hypersync, and I'm shooting, you know, a thousandth of a second or two thousandth of a second. Right. So it's just come so far, know. you know. Like anywhere you can do that. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's amazing. I know. You know. I know. Do you do you um, so you say hypersync? So is that that's the, uh, the trigger is doing that or you? Yeah, the trigger. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you don't get technical with me right now because I can't explain <laughs> it. It's magic. It goes back to magic. <laughs> but you do lose your light intensity when you're hypersinking, correct? Um, it, you shoot full power. Right. Yeah, you have it, to shoot it's, full it's power. It's in that light, isn't it? Yeah, and you have it's it makes the duration scene. longer. Duration, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So that and some flashes are t the duration's too short, so it doesn't right. always work as well. You know? Oh, is that right? So you want a, a flash. I'm using these Chinese flashes now. Yeah. I, I used Q flashes for years. Yeah, me too. Quantums. Yeah, they're And beautiful. then they just haven't changed, though. No. Over they're, time. They're pesky. I mean, I... The batteries, if yeah. you don't turn them off and the switch gets left on, yeah. they're dead. I know. And then I'd get the cells re replaced, and finally those flashpoint, you get it... Um, yeah, I use those. Adorama. Yeah, yeah, I use those. They're, like, amazing. They're like a miracle. Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah, and and so they're cheap. cheap. They're so cheap. I mean, a, a quantum, a Q-Flash is going to cost you a grand. Yep. You know, yep. those are like, I got them when they first came on the market, and they were like three, twenty-five each or something with the battery. It was like three nuts. for the price of one yeah. Q-Flash. And I hardly have any problems with them. And then I use, um, I use Pocket Wizards, and I use the... Um, the Flex one or whatever the one mm -hmm. is, the TII, T1I or whatever it is. Have you tried those new um, integrated, the new uh, power, the, what is it called? The Godox or the Power, whatever they are. The, they're integrating that radio into the system now. Mm -mm. And what I've mean. found is that they're actually more reliable than the old Pocket Wizards. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Godox is, they're the ones done by B&H, right? Are they basically the same as the... Flashpoints. They have a they're, license. They're, they're identical. Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. are identical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now it's like so easy to shoot, you know. But even, I mean, lighting, it's like, you don't have to have lighting. If you're shooting, you know, a certain style, okay. you know, you don't need light. Like, like a surf know. style or like a... Well, just available light. And, yeah. And, you know, if the sun, if you have perfect circumstances. Yes. And what's acceptable now is different. From what it was How you know, a few changed? years ago. How has that stuff changed? Just like solar flare, like it's cool now. Right. You, know? you want it back in the yeah back right. in the day. It's like oh man, you're bummed out. I got the, yeah, you're bummed, you know. <laughs> and now it's like you can get an app for it, you know. Yes. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like right, that for portraits and stuff, you yeah. know. It's like everything, almost anything goes now. And then mm -hmm. what we were talking about the straight on flash and Trey Richardson, yes, you know, that's what I was thinking. the the fashion photographer, you know, with a um, with a Yashica T4, you know, it probably on auto. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, right to, to me, it's like, I grew up in, a, in an era that was 
well, in the 80s when you were just trying to make it look lighting, you know, studio lighting or portraits look so perfect. Yep, you know? sublime. Yeah, and, and portraiture, it's like, that's one of my favorite things to do. And, mm -hmm. and you can't fail with an Abaddon style shot or an Irving mm -hmm. Penn mm -hmm. style shot. That lighting. You know, mm -hmm. or some window light. It's like I tell people. Oh, yeah, windows are great. Yeah, you know, I've taken some workshops from a couple of famous photographers and they don't use lighting. They use reflectors and window light. Yes. You know, they reflect light in. Right. And so I've been doing more of that. My portraits, I hardly ever use strobes for portraits anymore. Mm. I just try to find some good open shade or, yep. or a wall, you know, a white wall and lights bouncing off of it. Or It's, it's, uh, it's more beautiful that way. And, yeah. and you can't, it's very difficult to, if not impossible, to replicate what you mm -hmm. say with flash, with strobes. Yeah, I mean, you can always kind of tell when it's a strobe, you know, either by, you know, the couch points in their eyes mm -hmm. or, or whatever. I mean, I still like strobe, mm -hmm. but it's, there's so much good gear now and, you know, right. and, you know. I mean, you, you um, because of your background, was it really ever about the gear? I mean, I, when I see your images, I, I feel like um, I'm looking at somebody who's got a fine art background. Mm. You know, um, I think of all the skateboard photographers that I look at, I mean, yours really has that style to it. And, and, you know, somebody that knows light, mm -hmm. you know, and, well, and, and you know, does it really matter what you're using to capture things? It's really about what you know about composition and about light. And Yeah, it's, um, well, I come from, you know, I want to make art and I always felt like, I wanted to make skateboarding look more artistic and more pleasing to look at. Mm -hmm. it, with me, it's not just documenting something. Mm -hmm. It's trying to make it look good, too. And, mm -hmm. and, and the whole thing I was talking about, pre-visualization yeah. and... and uh, Conceptualizing a thing. And, and Yeah, and, and you know, you go to shoot something and you go, you look at the light, you look at, you know, with a skate shot, I was like, what trick are you going to do? Yeah. Is the guy front side, back side? Get all that down. You know, like... Yeah. You know, I got to get rid of, I got to isolate him in the yeah. sky What's so the there's not a tree like? behind him yeah. or a Growing billboard or, yeah, electric, you know, like, uh, you know, electrical pole or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. So um, it's always been, with me, it's always been trying to make a really, trying to bring some beauty into it and not just document it. You know, I can make it full, I can go the other way too, where yeah. I can make it look raw and, and right. uh, which is a style. Yeah, and I like raw. I love raw. I'll make stuff look raw. I'm not afraid. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I I've always tried to make it look good, and 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 with the magazine, you know, working for Trans World, you know, well, you know, I helped found Trans World, yes. and. Uh, I always wanted to make it like the artsy kind of skate mag and, mm -hmm. and more like a National Geographic mm -hmm. of skateboarding, mm -hmm. you know, not just, you know, just capturing the action. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get the feeling and really think about light. Elevate and, the thing somehow. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, elevate it. Is, mm -hmm. That's a good word for it. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you can get a little too... Uh, I, didn't want to, I, I didn't want it to get too high and mighty. You know, mm -hmm. it is just skateboarding, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not, you're not saving the world here, <laughs> you know, it's, it's real. It's just this activity that yeah. millions of us love to do, or right. they love the feeling of it. And right. 
same with surfing and yeah. and uh, right. And I would get a lot out of other kinds of photography too. You know, I was like, I was absorbing a lot of books and going to lectures and mm -hmm. and and then I was I had those few years at at college. You know, mm -hmm. being surrounded by really good teachers and right. had mentors. You know, to help me. Right. A lot of people have learned it on their own. You know, mm -hmm. I had darkroom people who were from. They worked for me at the magazine, and they were like. I get so tired of uh, this guy's photos are so bad, and you're like, <laughs> he's not, he's not like, and they came out of college, yeah, and they're in the dark room, yeah, and I go, they didn't have the luxury of going to school. They learned everything out in the streets, in the field, and and they they reached this point where they're actually shooting for the magazine, and I I say, you know, just just print the photos. You okay. know, okay. I mean, sometimes the darkroom person has to bring it out too. Mm. You know, right? Some people are um, good at shooting. Some people are good at developing. Some people are good at printing. Some people are good at all three. Mm -hmm. I mean, how, how how do you feel about it for yourself? Or, or do you enjoy all three parts of it? I mean, obviously, you enjoy shooting. I I like. I love shooting. I love printing my own stuff. I hated printing for other people. Yeah, because I was the darkroom tech when we Wait, started Transworld. Yeah, I was the photo editor. I did all the darkroom. Why work. was that like a negative experience for you? It wasn't. Mm. But it or why did you to, not like it? Because I was, I said, I to myself, I was saying the same thing that darkroom person was saying. Mm -hmm. Was like, I know how to shoot a photo so it comes out. Yeah. You know, a lot of the people they were like, stuff was overexposed. You know, They're a lot just of the shot. What? They were just getting a shot. Yeah, they were getting a shot, but they weren't. They didn't know what was going on they, with, they with the them. way to expose film, and and uh, right. or you know it was, you know, when something's out of focus, it's out of focus, right. and, and a lot of stuff, or to trying to bring back detail in the highlights when it's gone, you know, three stops overexposed, <laughs> you know, it's it's impossible, right? Um, but yeah, I, I think it's selfishness. You know, I like doing my own stuff. Why would I want to work on anybody else's stuff? Right. You know? Right. So that's why you hire a darkroom person that mm -hmm. maybe has... A lot of my darkroom people were photographers too, but it was kind of better if they had no aspirations of being a photographer for the magazine. I a few guys that were really good at printing and they loved to print. Yeah, guys and girls. Yes, yes, I had, yes. I had girl. Yeah. I had a few girls working in there too, mm. women. Mm -hmm. And uh, But then... Uh, they would wonder, and then I'm the photo editor, and they they were wondering why I'm picking one photo over another one, mm. and it's it could be political, it could be you know this person rides for a certain team, okay, or I don't like the way this guy's hand is, you know, yes. or he's wearing the wrong shoes or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, you have to look at all that when you're a photo editor, mm -hmm. and because you're not the boss, there's a boss, there's an editor over you, and there's a publisher over them, mm. you know. Now you you are a skater, and you shoot skateboard pictures. Do you th do you feel that that matters? Um, I've never seen a skate photographer make it big in skateboarding photography. I mean, a non skater make okay. it big. You know. Why do you I, think that is? I don't know. It might be working with um, skaters. Maybe they don't. Sometimes they wouldn't respect you. Mm -hmm. There was like a couple of people who didn't skate mm -hmm. that kind of came out of the blue okay. and 
somehow they hooked up with somebody mm -hmm. and and started shooting photos now it's all who you know you know mm -hmm. like you got you have your posse mm -hmm. back in the day like when there was thrasher and transworld and nothing else okay. we were like transworld and thrasher were we were shooting all the same people now with photographers it's like you got your posse excuse me of uh skaters you shoot and uh and then say swank shot this group and or dave swift shot this group of skaters and i wouldn't really get into his shooting his group because you, you know you, just because you didn't know that crew just like an well like more of an etiquette you know okay. like you know you know like tiba has his dudes that he shoots you know he was shooting well, they, those dudes, a lot of them started with us because we were older. And then when Atiba came up, we he started working at Transworld. Dave and I, you know, kind of took him under our wing, and tried to teach him photography, mm -hmm. and and he was good at making friends with people. And then he was shooting Eric Costin and and mm -hmm. and uh, Reynolds and people like that. Who because he knew them. Yeah, he just was hanging out with them. Right. I mean, the skater photographers. I don't know if football photographers hang out with football players. True. I don't know. Oh, right. But in skateboarding and surfing and snowboarding, those photographers hang out with the athletes. Yeah. You know, they're friends. The you know. yeah. And then when a, a skater would, you know, say Tony Hawk. Yeah. You know, he knows when he gets a request for photos, he knows that Grant is going to get a good shot of him so right. he's not going to waste his time mm -hmm. they're not going to go out with just some dude right. and waste their time and risk their you know you know they might get hurt you know sure. but and then the guy didn't get any shots why waste so. your why just waste yeah. your time if you get a shot go get a yeah shot. and then you know when i met a lot of the the older skaters you know cab and hasoy and people yeah. like that i met him at del mar right you know because i worked at del mar right before i was before i was a photographer you know uh I was, I was the guy, you know, cleaning the pools and serving right. Orange Bang at the, at the, at the snack bar. Microwave hot dogs, know, and kicking people out, <laughs> right. you know. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's. I think being a, a skate photographer, you know, it, well, I'm not gonna make it that high and mighty. Is is, uh, it's like a war photographer, you know. Why is that? It's like well, it's like you're you're. Um, you're embedded with these skaters, you know, that and they, they accept you and you're hanging out with these guys, you know. One, that is true. You're being shot at, too. I'm not going to put it <laughs> at the level of war photography, but, um, but yeah, you just become friends, you know. Right. And people do favors for each other. I do them favors. I help right. make their careers. They help make my career. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's all feel, that part of it. And it's yeah. a lot to do with magazines, you know. It is. Now it's, mm -hmm. it's completely different. Why you know? is that? Well, Dave Swift and I talk about this a lot and because we don't work for magazines anymore. Yeah. We did we did Transworld and then we did the skateboard mag yeah. together and then that we sold that and then that went bye bye. And there used to be this it's like a pecking order, a way that photographers come up through the ranks. Okay. Now you just have to have an Instagram and I'm a skate photographer, right. and then maybe I can go to an event and get a sh good shot of somebody, and then I'll put them on my Instagram. Right. Back in the day, it was like you took somebody somebody under your wing, like like Todd Swank yeah. is a good example okay. for me, and 
He skated at the skate park. Yep. I put his first skateboard together. Mm. And his mom brought him to the park. Mm -hmm. I put his first skateboard so he together. At, he worked the pro shop too. Yeah, he worked at the skate park. <laughs> yeah. And then he was my first darkroom guy after mm. I, you know, I, I needed. There's a lot of history there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but and he would go. I'd take him. He's in some of my photos. Like I was shooting Marina. I have a really nice early photo of Hasoy, and Swank is sitting with his camera in the background, really? taking That's a picture. Cool. And he's probably high school. That's you know? cool. And uh, and I had taken him up there. He was my little buddy, like, and I think I took my girlfriend too at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then uh, I just kind of when he got into photography, I just a few people like Dave Swift. You know, he was he worked in the editorial department, mm -hmm. and then he realized that you know he'd get to go on trips if he shot photos too, mm -hmm. and. He wouldn't just be writing, you know, sitting right. at a typewriter writing. Right. Typewriter. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so he learned photography, and then I, they would just ask for, you know, pointers. Like, how do I get this, and how do you do this? And, right. and I've never held back telling people, you right. know. And I got to share, you know. Right. I, I can't keep it to myself, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, I mean, you can't take anything with you, so you no. might as well leave it. And I had good yeah. teachers too that taught right. me. I feel like school. even if you told everybody everything that people couldn't pick up a camera, even your camera, and make the shot you make. Um, I've taught some classes through UCSD Extension, and I've shown somebody that could not shoot. If you held a gun to their head, okay. they could not shoot a good photo. And I go, stand here, put it on this, mm -hmm. you know, f-stop and this mm -hmm. shutter speed. Mm -hmm. We'll put this light here and this light there mm -hmm. and click it right when they go up. Mm -hmm. And it looks like I couldn't, like, did I take this photo? Really? You know, no, it's, mm -hmm. if you set somebody up, they yeah. can do it. And I give a real, like, I give a long slideshow the first night. It's a three-night thing or mm -hmm. three-day thing. Mm -hmm. And I show everybody how to shoot photos, pretty right. much. Right. And then I've had people, photographers, I had somebody come up to me at Combi a couple years ago and say, hey, thanks for, uh, you know, bringing all these new photographers in, like sarcastically <laughs> to me. And I'm like, whoa, didn't somebody bring you in at one time? Yeah. You know? And I still, I personally believe that every photographer brings something different to it. Yeah. Just even, I guess if you tell them where to put the camera, I guess. But, like, I feel like when I see one of your shots, like, I can tell it's you most yeah. of the time, you know. Why is that? I mean, or I should ask you for maybe young photographers who might listen to this. You know, how did you find your style? Um, I think I found my style through non-skate photography more than anything. And it was that class I took at Palomar. Like, I'm a book and workshop and museum fiend when it comes to art and photography. Mm -hmm. And... Looking at the masters, I think helped me more than anything, mm -hmm. and 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 just having that art, that composition, you know, and and mm -hmm. a strong strong knowledge in, in design, and and mm -hmm. uh, I think working for a magazine really helped because I look at early magazines and I'm like early skate the trans worlds in like '83, okay, and I'm going, why did I shoot it like this? <laughs> And I'll look at photos. So even then it was developing for you. Yeah, it was always developing. It's even developing now, and I've mm -hmm. been shooting 40 years this year. Yeah, right. And uh, 
I, I know that my, my look has changed. It's gotten simpler. Like okay. my lighting's gotten, I used to get, shoot three and four lights right. on a shoot. Now I shoot two max right. and sometimes one. Just one, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then with Photoshop, you know, it just, you can right. do anything. Right. But um, I think looking at portraiture and, and doing the studio work, mm-hmm. you know, and really helps. those principles to. Yeah. And then you just drag that in. It, it affects everything you do in photography, mm-hmm. you know. And then I, I can see, still, I can see the, the, the photographers. I looked at their books back in, you know, eighty. 182 mm-hmm. you know because i had no style and sure then, nobody starts with yeah, that. yeah you don't start with style no. and my shots back then you know i i you know they're crooked and you know i'm really i'm really into straight photos now like horizon People lines horizon, when a horizon okay. line sorry i'm echoing um yeah. horizon line you know when it's like that yeah. it just it shows to me it shows a lack of control of the fisheye because yes. with a fisheye, you can get crazy. True. And I never, I never shoot, you know, with my, my camera at the end of my arm, like, mm-hmm. stuck straight out. Mm-hmm. And, because you can't compose. Right. And with a fisheye, I always try to put the coping or whatever the person's going off of at the bottom yeah. and try to get him as close or her, get them as close to the, the top edge as possible. So you're like, to fill the frame. Yeah, and, and it accentuates that fisheye look. Yes. And I... The only distortion I like in photography, really, is the fisheye for skateboarding. It's such, yeah. I mean, it's been around since the 70s, you know, when Warren Bolster mm-hmm. brought the fisheye from surfing yes. into skateboarding. Right. And they don't use fisheyes, really, for any other things. Not really. Surfing. No. Um, snowboarding, they use them. And even right. snowboarding, they, they mainly really use. Yeah, for snowboarding. They'll use, a, you know, a, a 35 to, or a... a Mm-hmm. 16 to 35 or something. Yes, yes. Because the fisheye is too, too, too far away yeah. and the person's too, too small. Too much stuff, yeah. But I can't think of many industries within photography that you use a fisheye. That's probably true. I've I talked people out of buying fisheyes that didn't shoot that? skateboarding. Because it's like that lens so you'll use. Yeah. yeah, it's specialized. So expensive. If you got the money, so sure. Yeah, But yeah. you know, unless you're getting on the top of the Transamerica building and shooting... The whole city or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That's true. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what were we talking about? Oh, the style. Well, this thing's going to veer off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but style, it's like looking at, I really got into looking at history. And mm-hmm. after I took that 20th century class, mm-hmm. I took, um, you know, from the beginning, you know. Right. And, and learned stuff from there. But right. the early 20th century uh, and mid-century really affected me looking at all that stuff. Mm. And Anything the, stand out that you could give us an example that that? Well, portraiture is easy. Yeah. You know, looking at you know the Bauhaus and mm-hmm. and uh, and you know Man Ray and mm-hmm. and the way they were you know, they changed portraiture. Right. You know. Right. And then uh, looking at, I was getting more into. Well, FSA, you know, Walker Evans and Dorothea Lange and people like that. And then getting up, you know, later where uh, I think Ralph Gibson really was one of the first, you know, people that I looked at their their photo artwork and just went, wow, that just blew me away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And this, you know, uh, 
all the 70s stuff and and mm-hmm. and then I was into landscape and I was into all you know which is kind of cool and it probably really worked for you landscape but don't you feel that some skate shots are pretty much just a landscape shot mm-hmm. yeah and then you know like like lately if you look on Instagram there's a lot of photographers that do this environmental skateboard portraiture you mm-hmm. know not just portraits mm-hmm. but the action it's this big cityscape mm-hmm. and down in the corner you see a skater you know mm-hmm. going doing a trick you know 360 mm-hmm. flip or whatever mm-hmm. in the middle of the street you right. know big picture yeah there's sort of light in that person so they kind of pop a little yeah, bit or yeah yeah or just available light they shoot them in a beam of light well they look know, for that little beam like available light yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah no there's some amazing stuff and then mm-hmm. um i really got into shooting you know, skaters in the environment too, mm-hmm. you know, environmental portraiture and, mm-hmm. and especially when we started using a lot of uh, medium format, you know, Hasselblads and mm-hmm. Mamiya's and... Right. Yeah. Right. We were using Mamiya. I had a Mamiya C3 before that mm-hmm. and I used it a little bit about... You leaving, hun? I have to go to take the paintings to Pierce. Oh, okay. So, All right. Okay. Ken doesn't mind noise. I, I like a background noise. Yeah. Oh, thank Because if Grant and I get really boring, at least I'll have something to listen to. Uh, yeah. No, you know? not it. <laughs> Sorry. When? <Yeah>. When? <laughs> Sorry, that's just my sense of it. I don't mean it at all. <laughs> but I got more and more into, um, you know, making nice portraits. You right. Know, and using either the person's environment yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you really want me to, I, I don't, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> it's it's, it's good our conversation it, so casually. Yeah. She thought we were just. Yeah, talking. it's real life. I like it. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, I love portraiture. That's mm. one of, you know, if I go out and I don't get a good skate photo, but I get a good portrait, I'm stoked. That's okay. Yeah. Right, right. And, and after a while, you just, you don't like. You don't have to do the same thing. If you did the same thing all the time, yeah. you know, that's why I have to shoot, you know, the art stuff too. It keeps me from going nuts. I'd go crazy know? if I had to make the overly lit skateboard shot forever. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. a prison. <laughs> well, there were, and there were people back in the 80s that had a different look. And, you know, uh, say somebody like, you know, John Humphreys when he came about and, and uh, yeah. Uh, John Humphreys. Oh, is she okay? That is real life. This is getting good now. Yeah. I'm not beating my wife. <laughs> and she's cussing right now. Um, so. These mics only pick up the really, you know, it's proximity, just like yeah. photography. Yeah. It's just getting really you, and the other stuff's very. Ambient? It's very ambient. Okay. It's really washed out. Um, but what were we saying? Um, Oh, uh, the 80s. like John Humphreys. Yeah. Well, after the 80s, the 90s, and the, the newer guys were coming up. And they were, I noticed that they were looking at light a lot more than just, I'm going to throw my flash here, and it's going to be well lit, and the sky's going to be a really nice blue. Mm-hmm. And they started looking at more mm-hmm. uh, ambient light, you know, and, right. and shooting, you know, in cities where the lighting, like New York, it's hard to shoot there. Right. You know? Unless you get that gift. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's there's not a lot of light no. because of the buildings. No, and, it's, it's, it's dark. And then they started using that, 
you know, right. that the highlights and the beams of light and, mm -hmm. or shooting like a place like Burnside mm -hmm. in Portland, you know, where underneath, the, yeah, underneath yeah. the bridge and, mm -hmm. and to use all that, that's what, um, Humphreys did, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and then Blayback's a master of, of strobe, you know, mm -hmm. and shooting little strobes like mm -hmm. Nikon speed lights and mm -hmm. stuff, little SP you know, lights. Yeah. Yeah. And Megan, I go, what'd you like this with? It's mm. so well lit. And he goes, oh, the speed light. And I'm like, are you shitting me? I mean, <laughs> it looks like you used pro photos or, right. you know, really great right. lights. And, you know. Yeah. Proximity again, right? Depending mm -hmm. on where, how close those things are, what he's yeah. using to modify them and yeah. all that. And now you don't see a lot of lights in photos. I've kind of like gotten more into putting lights in the background. And I kind of like that beam, you know, the, mm -hmm. the flat that... You know, with this, with the small aperture, and you get that really cool, you know, starburst mm -hmm. mode. It's on the table. Oh, I went out and put something in your car. Sorry. It's all right. No, it's on the table. It should be all by itself. Find it. Yeah. You can just unclip.